Hello and welcome to Top Fives, the show of everything. Top Fives, presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joy Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, uh, we have, I think, a damn good show for you this evening. We're going to talk about music, we're going to talk about games, we're going to talk about love. Um, but before we get to all the topics that we dearly love, Jonathan, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, great as usual. I'm pretty, I was just telling Joey just before we started, I'm pretty run out for like three hours of sleep. So <laughs> getting there, I have some, <laughs> no beer or water. I've co- got coffee in front of me right now. So, uh, t- cheers to y'all. Cheers. Um, yeah, uh, but I'm doing okay. Um, just, uh, just tra- trucking, man. <laughs> Whatever Very that means. Hey, um, you know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been kind of a uh, kind of a cool, eventful week already. Um, yesterday, um, I actually met up with an old professor of mine from oh, nice. CCMB. Did he seduce uh, you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was my old professor, uh, Drew Waters, who was the um, audio engineering um, and music uh, professor right. at the school. Very cool. So, um, yeah, it was cool. I don't know why it's taken me this long to, to link up with him, but, uh, we ended up, uh, going to a coffee shop called Republic of Pie in, uh, North Hollywood. And, um, it was cool. Kind of interesting nice. to like get to talk to him and he's not no longer a professor there now. So, um, he was telling yeah. me a little bit about like the transition and like what happened, you know, after and where he's working now and, um, what he's like doing right now, which is kind of cool. Cause it, it kind of relates to, um, uh, Alicia, because um, he's doing kind of uh, VR, uh, immersive uh, education, I would say. Oh, wow. As one of, as that's, one of his, that's very cool. His uh, job. So, um, yeah. And then he was telling me about a, a virtual recording studio that he was able to um, kind of uh, go into and, and test around. So it was really cool. Nice. Um, and it, yeah, it was just great to like connect with him and then, um, you know, just kind of tell him what I'm doing and ask advice from him and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and I'm probably going to link up with them again. Um, cool. Just for some more kind of, you know, further discussions, I guess, uh, on, you know, jobs and, um, and also just like probably registering my music and all this kind of stuff, like all, all that. So, yeah. So yeah. It, it was really cool. So That's I, don't awesome, if, man. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but, um, you know, Drew Waters, thank you for, so much for meeting with me and uh, we'll see you again. Sure. <laughs> right on, man. That's awesome. Yeah, but Very cool. um, other than that, that's that's pretty much it. Just kind of nice. through the week, and um, yeah, pretty tired right now. Sorry for the we got like a fire truck in the background. I don't know if you guys hear that, but <laughs> that's the sounds of the city, baby. Sounds. That's of all the city, that is. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, uh, how are you used doing to go this week? <laughs> I'm also extremely tired. Um, Yesterday, met up uh, with your father and our good friend Andrew Hopkins um, at, oh, I'm blanking on all the names of the places that we went to. It's okay. Um, Probably but had, it was, drinks, right? so. <laughs> had quite a few drinks. Um, lost track of the number of drinks that I had. We went um, and had a, you know, a few drinks, had some fries. And funnily enough, the band, I think it was the main band, uh, was like sitting right next to us at the other bench um, at, at the bar. So that was kind of funny. Um, cool. And these bands were great, man. It's been a minute since I've seen kind of that production 
or musicianship at that, uh, you know, like, as your dad was saying, these bands are used to playing, um, you know, stadiums and things like that overseas, and they come here and they're playing this little club, but they still bring the same punch and the same power, you know? Um, so Red Rum Club was the first band. They were great. We got to chat it up and hang out with them afterwards. I bought the guitarist a beer, and as soon as the beer came, he walked away. So I would have done the Aww. same thing if I were him. <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Um, and uh, yeah, it was great. It was um, trying to think where I was going with that. But uh, yeah, and then the other band were the Lathams. Um, okay. And yeah, they were, they were both just very, very good bands. Um, great show yeah it was so much fun got home late and drunk and uh yeah this morning lisa told me she was like yeah you don't remember we were like crying last night talking about the future and like you know blah, blah, blah. i'm like i don't remember any of that um <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so then i worked today um and then mm, around noon maybe a little before maybe a little after um my new computer came so if my camera if i look more clear um that is why um i'm now on a the 24 inch 23 and a half um 2021 m1 imax so there we go very excited about this the m1 um yeah it's a gorgeous machine packaging was fun you know um on the they had the little cellophane thing on the on the screen and it says hello and um you know you open the box and everything kind of like comes out almost like origami or something, you know, Ooh. like a pop-up kind of thing. Um, but yeah, purple, uh, I got the, I've always wanted an Apple keyboard with the, uh, with the number, with the keypad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I did it finally and it's got the touch thing there. Um, purple trackpad Ooh. and purple, purple mouse as well. You can't really tell. It looks silver um, on screen, but it's like that metallic purple. purple color. Um, Dude, yeah. Awesome. So it's very man. cool. That's that's a yeah. That's a good day. I know we had a discussion on that on the last episode of just yeah. Like, you know the. I mean, yeah. New computer is is you know it's gonna work. It's gonna help you a lot for you know what you're you know doing with, with everything writing yeah and kind of stuff. So um, and then yeah, the, I've heard those M ones are just lightning fast like the way it's it pretty works. rad dude it's pretty rad um cool dude yeah man so that's you know but yes i am also running on not a ton of sleep not a ton of good sleep for sure um i felt about half alive all day today so that's how i feel we're gonna, how exactly i feel right now <laughs> yeah yeah well you know what we can even just do one list if you want to do <laughs> yeah. just one and we can but we're gonna we're gonna go through them quick today and um so we can both get some some much needed R and R. Saying saying that, Jonathan, do you want to kick us off with a list? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago, and we, we Joey had a, such a cool list for last week that we just banked this one. So these are uh, yeah, these are some two that we have, and it yeah has a little bit of gaming and a little bit of music. So we're gonna start off with uh, top five music couples music couples um i was going over my list and i do want to add that well I'll, I'll i'll say it when i get to it we're good we're good um <laughs> number five i'm still like hmm, where do these go where do these go i'm gonna put 
Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson at number five because Pam is not a musician. Um, So, but it's still, I would count that as a rock and roll couple, music couple. Um, And if you've watched at all of the the Pam and Tommy on Hulu, um, which I don't know, it feels a little exploitive. I don't know if I fully recommend it. It was, I didn't finish it, but it was entertaining, you know. But I mean, that's a true blue, like rock and roll, crazy wild lifestyle. Um, that almost kind of feels dangerous and yeah. you don't really see anymore. Um, definitely iconic, you know. I don't know if I'd want to like ever be in a room with either of them, but I mean, iconic, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> number four, this one's kind of a boring one. Um, and again, it's only one person is um, a musician in this, and that is Mark Hoppus and Sky Hoppus um, from Blink-182. Nice. Yeah, okay. They just seem like a very normal, sweet couple. They've been together over 20 years. You know, they have their son, and, uh, you know, this last year, Mark Hoppus went through his cancer treatment and everything, and he just, you know, kind of got a glimpse of what a decent kind of family dude he seems to be yeah um and that makes me happy because he seems like a nice guy and his personal life seems to reflect that so yeah, yeah. Ooh, Mark there we go you know <laughs> um <laughs> number three going to the other end of the spectrum not boring um is kurt cobain and courtney love um I, I hold to this day, if you watch uh, the documentary Kurt and Courtney or the documentary Soaked in Bleach, um, I think there's a pretty convincing argument that she had him killed because they were on the road to divorce and she wouldn't have gotten any of that Nirvana money. Um, but even so, like you can't deny the icon status of Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love, these two, yeah. you know, at their peak junkies didn't give a fuck rock and rollers um when music started to get dangerous again mm-hmm. you know so it's uh it's pretty cool i i quite like that um but i again i don't think i'd ever want to like hang out with either of them in person you know maybe kurt well, probably not i'm not trying to do heroin um number two i'm gonna go with paul and linda mccartney um again not a lot of drama uh, but they just seem to live a very happy life for the 30 years that they were together. Um, he wanted to start another band and go on tour, but he didn't want to leave his wife and family. So he made her a part of the band in Wings and they toured together. And he said that the only um, nights that they were apart was when he was in jail in Japan for uh, smuggling weed in. Um <laughs> Yeah, and he, I think he said he spent like nine days or 11 days in jail or whatever um, in Japan. And those were the only nights that him and Linda were ever apart during their 30 years oh, together. I think that's just beautiful. <laughs> um, and I love that. Number one, of course, um, I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. And Johnny and June have always kind of been the uh, the gold standard, if you will. The, the older I get, the more I learn about the true nature of that relationship you know it's not as hollywood as hollywood would make it seem you know um i'd say paul and linda probably had the more true life hollywood kind of story um but it's still beautiful you know they they um toured together in the 50s you know got together in the 60s stayed together until her death and then he died four months later you know he couldn't live without her and um some of the greatest love songs have been written for each other. You know what I mean? She wrote Ring of Fire about their 
their fares and everything and um flesh and blood is such good and a lot of their the the songs that they would sing together you know because they're you know um jane or uh, jackson guitar long-legged guitar picking man um darling companion you know the such great songs and uh you you could really feel the love and affection that they had for each other um when they were on stage the way they sang to each other the way they looked at each other um johnny and jane my number one yeah i like that a good list of couples man yeah i'm excited to hear yours because i i Uh... i I'm trying to remember this uh, this list I came up with. Um, I have a few crossovers. Um, <laughs> one of them is uh, questionable for their nature of each other because I think they were toxic to each other. But <laughs> I think, I guess, uh, historic to, I guess, uh, punk rock. So I got Sid mm. and Nancy is number five. Uh, I was going to say, I see where this is going. Yes. Girlfriend kind of similar to the, uh, to the Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, the whole, I mean, it it was a definitely a drug infused and, uh, very, yeah, toxic relationship, I would say. Um, but you know, I, I always kind of, I mean, the two kind of go hand in hand as far as Sid Vicious during that time with the sex pistols and Nancy would be, you know, along with them when they're playing their, you know, their shows. And, uh, you know, it's a sad, obviously it's a sad, uh, story with those guys, but, um, you know, they, the, the way they presented, you know, the, their music and the kind of their look and, you know, and it just kind of like, I don't know, it was like Bonnie and Clyde. I don't, I don't know. It's like that kind of, yeah yeah it's weird. It's like that whole, it's, they're outlaws. They're outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Sid and Nancy for number five, um, got okay i've got this one i got uh notorious big and faith evans um and i think they i'm trying to remember how they met but um yeah they were they were pretty much a couple for for a while um i I don't know if up until notorious was was uh shot and murdered but um you know she uh was you know again kind of a weirdly enough in her name faithful to notorious and she would always be there you know uh with him and um you know obviously notorious big was such a big rapper at the time um you know it must have been a lot you know i think that's always kind of the tough thing with these couples is sometimes they're not both famous people or or huge magician or musicians and sometimes they're both huge magicians though sometimes they're both huge magicians too as well so um but you know getting used to that lifestyle and for the most part, from what I've just heard and read and stuff, uh, Faith Evans and Taurus B.I.G. Were, were really close, very, very close and uh, cool. faithful to each other for the longest time. Um, so, yeah, got a little, little notorious in there. Um, Wonderful. Number three, got Jay-Z and Beyonce. I know there's some also. You got to. With that one. <laughs> but, hey, man, they're like the power, like, couple in the, in the music scene right now or in the music industry um absolutely they probably gotta be one of the, the richest couples out there too um but yeah i mean they're i mean they're bought both their as far as you know musicians and artists and their body of work and history with music um is is you know so uh influential to a lot of different people and uh you know when they 
married and became a couple. And of course, they collaborated on music too as well. Um, yeah, they were kind of like the power like duo. I mean, nothing could stop them almost uh, to to some degree. And um, yeah, there yeah, there's no Jay Z without Beyonce now. So yeah, Truth. well Jay Z Beyonce for number three. Um, I did have Sky and um, oh yeah, a- Adrian. Ad- sorry, Adrienne. Adrienne. I can't say her, her na- full name. Um, oh no, sorry, not uh, Sky. Sorry, Sky. I'm mixing up names now. Uh oh. Mark Hoppus <laughs> and Sky. Sorry, I'm reading the other list I had. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of seconding what Joey was saying. You know, uh, Mark Hoppus and his kind of family life is you know it. And he's been really, you know, I would say even, yeah, with recently with his, his uh, cancer treatment and, you know, what he was going through there, um, you know, he's very uh, open to kind of sharing those kind of things uh, w- about his family. And, again, he seems like a very, very chill dude and, you know, very uh, family-oriented, uh, especially with, like, a son and everything. And that's, like, all I've hoped for, for, like, if we ever met, like, the members of Blink-182 one day. Um, yeah. I, I did – meet Mark Hoppus at one point in my life um, at Disneyland, like, randomly, and I had to stop what I was doing and, like, go to him and just be like, hey, and I even said, I know you're with your family, I, you know, I don't want to disturb you or anything like that, but I just want to say I'm a huge fan and enjoy your day. <laughs> That's what I pretty much said. That's cool. That's but, cool. Yeah, he was there with his family, and, and they, they seem like they always have a lot of fun with each other. Um, so, yeah, Mark Hoppus and Sky, and this is why I read this wrong, but Number one, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong, dude, and Adrienne, um, which is his wife. Uh, I, I think they've been married almost as long as I think Mark Hoppus and Sky. Um, longer, I, I think. think, I think um, longer. Yeah, longer. Never I longer. think since Dookie, honestly. Yeah, they've been together for a long time. And, you know, that's, I mean, like, I got to think about, like, it's got to be like, you know, I mean, these days I don't really dream about being like a rock star or anything, but um, it, it's got to be hard to be. In a, in a committed relationship, uh, married and have like a family life and everything when you're, you know, like a touring musician and you're so yeah. huge. Like, I mean, Green Day, when they got so big, you know, after, um, you know, after American Idiot, that album was so, you know, big and they were touring all over the place and big stadiums. Um, but he always kind of found ways to focus on his family. And, and you know, I know he went through um, a lot of, you know, alcohol uh, you know, alcoholism and everything like that. But it seemed like, you know, his family was always there for him. And as a couple, I mean, they, uh, I mean, w- even when you see him just like on the red carpet or wherever they're at in public, um, they always seem like they're such a happy couple. So, uh, Billy yeah. Joe Armstrong, I think, I think the, the long term. It's very nice. That is very nice. Yeah. So, yeah that, that is my list. I'm, I, I'm so sorry. My video is like super choppy right now, guys. So, that's okay. Chop, chop, motherfucker. Pause it. See if that works. Okay, it's kind of getting back. Whatever. There I'll we have go. to look into that issue again too. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm. This is the, this is the, uh, the sign that uh, a new computer is, is nearing my future because. There we go. Uh, this also might be a combination of my computer not being able to handle all the stuff that's on right now. <laughs> so, apologies for yeah. the, anyone who's watching right now. Um. Yeah, music couples, dude. I, I feel like that's a, you know, we talk about a lot of music and bands, and um, I feel like that's, uh, I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't mentioned this list before, 
in the past, but at the same time, it's something that you know I, I don't usually think about, like when we you yeah. know, when we talk music and stuff. So, um, and it's cool to see, yeah, these some of these couples, you know, stand the test of time and you know go through all those hardships and um, and for a career like that, doing you know kind of a, a touring musician and being kind of a celebrity in that way, um, you know, that's got to be a, a tough a tough gig. So, <laughs> yeah, in more <laughs> barach. No yeah. fun intended. Yeah, man. Very nice. That's a good list. I would. Yeah, I didn't even think about Billy Joe. Yeah, um, Billy Joe. Yeah, I think she helped him like design his uh, clothes that were at uh, Hot Topic back in like American oh, Idiot era. I had a few cool. of those shirts. See, yeah. that's cool, and that, that's what I, you know, I, you know, a few of the people we've mentioned on the list have collaborated with each other, right? As like, you know, maybe either music or some other form, and I think that's super cool too. Um, yeah, I think you know what I think Faith Evans also sang as well. So I, oh, I cool. bet you anything they did kind of, you know, collaborate or something. But um, yeah, now I'm looking at my list like it's cool. Some of them are just like it's completely you know they're just either you know they don't do music and and then the, you know, um, but also it's kind of cool to see the collaboration, especially with like you know someone like Paul McCartney and his wife. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, in her case, she had to learn from scratch. She wasn't, she was a photographer, not a musician. Oh, I did not know um, that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So he taught her how to sing. He taught her how to play keys. Um, and I can't imagine the patience that woman must have had. Um, yeah. Because Paul McCartney is a known perfectionist. And, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. but I mean, the harmonies on uh, Ram are very, very good. Um, and yeah. it's that that album is credited to the both of them. It's the only one, um, but she's on it, and it's great. So that's super cool, man. Creative couples, yeah. that's, that's really cool. Love yeah. it. We love. We love to see it. Love it. Uh, love it. <laughs> Shawnee, how are you feeling, man? We're twenty minutes in. Uh, Would you I like can, to? I can do uh, this other list. Uh, my video is right. like driving me insane, but um, whoever's watching, I hope. I'm sorry, this video is going crazy right now. Um, and I'm sure it's crazy for you, Joey, because I, I don't know if my voice is matching up to what you're seeing right Not, now. No, but that's oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I do my, <laughs> we're fine though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little crazy. So um, we'll, we'll hopefully figure that, that issue next stream. But um, yes. yeah, uh, I'm down to do another list. Let's do it. All right, let's, yeah. All right, speed run kids, we got this. Speed run, let's go. Um, Jonathan, what are your top five open-world video game maps? Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm going to say I did. I actually did finally beat this game um, on the PS3. It's the it's uh, Red Dead Redemption. So, like, I know it's a, a series. You did beat it. it. I did beat it, finally. Nice. Um, nice. It's a series of different kind of maps and stuff, but the, the map in its entirety um, – new austin and all the other kind of parts of it uh really fantastic especially kind of like revisiting the game on playstation 3 and like seeing the scope of like the map and everything and i have yet to really play now red dead redemption 2 so i'm actually really excited to get dive into that and that game has been recommended by you and a whole bunch of people and i've heard they've obviously you know amped that open world map to like the biggest uh you know even bigger than probably what Red Dead it's, Redemption was. So it's wild how big it is. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like kind of I'm kind of excited. Like, and I'm sure now it's like probably on it's probably cheap now and on discount. So I'm like, yes, let's do it. So um, 
yeah, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed playing the game, and um, it was very immersive. And I mean, you know, being able to ride around in your on your horse and go around, you're interacting with all these different, you know, people on your way to these different towns. Um, you know, the kind of uh, the kind of way they get you inside this world, and I mean, with open world maps, it's like that's kind of the thing about them is like you're you're willing to go and explore and find new things to look at or you might run into something that you just didn't expect uh, which usually happens in Red Dead you know you kind of run into different things that happen and um, and for the kind of uh, genre of game as far as the open world but in this kind of like western you know type setting um, it was really cool because I've always wanted to be like I've always wanted to you know be like a cowboy in like a game, and it's like yeah. you, you really bring it to life in this in this way. And each area of the map has its kind of own identity, and that's what I still love about like open world maps where it's so big and you can be it can be kind of daunting at times, but there are ways that they there are ways that they design it and find you know find ways for you to to get curious and get and interact and go to those places. Um, and I felt like Red, Redemp Red Dead Redemption did a really good job of doing that um, yeah. for the player. So number five, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I'm going to go number four. Uh, I have Skyrim. Uh, yeah, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. That was, uh, I, I, man, I, I just re-downloaded because I bought the Switch version because I was like, oh, it would be kind of cool to play this handheld. And I just kind of started it up again, and I'm like, dude, this game is just so. There's so much you can do in this game. Um, yeah. It, you know, has early. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like Zelda, um, with like the dungeons and like these kind of places you can go to and kind of puzzle type stuff. Um, I mean, there's different. I mean, especially with open worlds, there's all these different things that uh, inhabit the area, like creatures and. They have different races of, of, uh, of um, characters, and, you, you know, you kind of dive into this. And, it, you know, again, exploration, you're going to different areas. Sometimes you have the main mission, and I, I remember I pulled up my, like, my PS4 Skyrim account, and I have so many, like, side missions to complete. And that's just, like, the scope of, like, that's what's so cool about these open-world games is they are able to not, you know, they don't give, I mean, they give you a, a kind of a linear story if you want to go there, but there's just, you can make, like, your own story. You can kind of be your own kind of character and, like, experience it the way you want it to be. And uh, Skyrim was just, like, such a huge playground for that kind of thing. Um, you know, going to, like, castles, and then when you have, like, you know, kind of similar to Red, Red De Redemption, you have, like, your... Um, I guess your reputation and you know if you killed one of these uh you know people then you know and that's their people then they're going to be against you so there's this whole thing where you have a specific play style that you can you know change up and do and i think that's what's so great about skyrim is like that freedom to like you could be your own character and like you know you can you know and your and of course your play style and like how you want to play you want to be a, a magician or magic type or like uh sword swinging type or a you know, guy who shoots arrows um there's a lot of possibilities with the game and that's probably why i ended up i, I had to pay for it but that's why i ended up getting on switch because i was like i want to play yeah. this game again so uh skyrim for number uh four uh number three i've got uh from the arkham series uh uh gotham city man um 
from Arkham City, man. Because Arkham City, baby. And it's it's I mean, similar to you know the open world experience. Like yeah, you have, you know, you have like your your linear stories, but you also have, have these different things that are coming up and popping up in Gotham City. And as the character of Batman, it's so freaking cool to be able to play that that character and and go out and and jump on these buildings and fly and glide from this point of, you know point to point A to point B discover these uh, places that you feel uh, you you found familiar through you know the Batman you know comics or the movies or the you know the TV shows um, you know the Riddler has all his stuff you know his his puzzles around the area there's just like so much discover discoverables in the in the game and it makes it so much fun um, and really puts you in the the, the the mindset of Batman and Gotham City and they did such a good job also designing it as well to kind of give you that feel uh, for how it uh, how it looks and um, it's still one of my favorite games I don't have I don't think I have the remastered versions I still have the PS3 um, oh, version of it so I, I am kind of curious to like possibly I think they have like I think the like a few the trilogy or the they have yeah. that like already as a bundle so. I, I got that for like it was on it was on a crazy sale. It was like five bucks. I got all three games. Dude, see that's like, that's that's such a good deal. Cause yeah. I mean I know they're gearing up for um what's the uh, the new game that's coming out with the uh, Batgirl and Oh Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just give me more Gothams yeah. Just give me more City fucking game. Batman. But, yeah. <laughs> But Arkham City for sure was yeah I really enjoyed that game and it really immersed yeah. you into the world and it gave you a, a very different Batman game and it you know especially compared to the first uh, game in that series which was you know more isolated into Arkham Asylum and yeah almost all that. interior and there was no yeah. gliding really you know yeah. Uh, so that was really cool, and and it's one of the close. I think for Arkham City, yeah, it's one of the closest kind of Batman games. To, if you want to be Batman, you play this game to experience that that feel and, and style. So, uh, okay. Gotham, uh, Arkham, I guess Arkham uh, City for, for Arkham number, City for number three. Very nice. Um, this one's a toughie, but I'm gonna I'm gonna flip these. I'm gonna go number two. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, the PS4 PlayStation Ooh. game. Uh, okay. Which I am not done yet. I think I'm 80% done with the game. I don't know why I shouldn't just finish it. Um, but I guess going with the preface of like, I mean, we both enjoyed the Spider-Man 2 game. Um, Very much. PS2. PS2? Yes. Yes, PS2. And GameCube and yeah, that whole era. Uh, which was the you know the introduction of the the swinging system and when this game came out that was like the one thing i was just really excited about is like swinging through new york city and it's on ps4 so they have you know more detailed map of, of new york city and the swinging mechanics of being spider-man and they just nailed it in this game and it makes yeah. exploring the, this open world uh so much more fun and and there's, you know, crime activities happening, you know, you have, uh, you know, these different Easter eggs and things to, to, you know, to explore the city. It gives you a reason to explore and, you know, go throughout New York City. Um, even if even if it is a place, I mean, I, I haven't personally been to New York City, but, you know, we've seen it in the movies and um, 
even though it is contained to this one city, uh, it's still fascinating that you can just like just jump to the Empire State Building or go to like the Avengers Tower or something. And yeah, it's and real. That part is very cool. Yeah, and and I, and I can't wait for um, the next kind of series of their games and how they're going to kind of amplify. Um, and expand on that world um, and if there's going to be more interactivity with uh, you know the people of New York I guess um, so yeah Spider-Man for the PS4 New York uh, also just the swinging mechanics in it just made it like so much more fun um, yeah number one for me and I know there's a lot of open world games out there but I still love playing in this open world game and it's Grand Theft Auto 5 dude Los Santos. Yo, okay. Uh, I mean, this game, especially after you beat it, it's just, I mean, if you just want to, like, kill some time and you're, you're having a rough day or people. something. Pe- yeah, just so tired of people or whatever, uh, just put on Grand Theft Auto. And you could just do yeah. whatever. You can drive around. You can kill some cops. You can, <laughs> you can <laughs> drive to, you could uh, steal a plane and drive that into wherever. Um, I mean, there's just so much to do in this, you know, they've, I mean, with GTA Five, I think they really uh, up the ante of what Grand Theft Auto can be, and who knows what the next one's gonna be like. I mean, I still think they need to get their like the person mechanics right because the I just feel like he's so always so wonky. Um, A little bit, yeah. But I mean, I remember like one of the funniest things I did was like I went. I mean, not I guess not funny, but like it was exhilarating to do um, is stealing like a a jet airplane from like a military base on one of the maps Hell yeah. on the coast, like near the coast. And it's like, Oh yeah, you could like do that. You could like, you can do this place. anything. You can it's do, so I mean, fucking it's cool. It's so sick, dude. And it, it is one of those, like, I think that's kind of the purpose of what, you know, if, it, if you have an open world map, um, I know they give you the illusion of like doing, you know, having this freedom, but like, you know, you could do a lot of different things and it just gives you unlimited time to just have, you know, fun in this like sandbox, and I think Grand Theft Auto does it so well um, to to get you to into that um, that world and the different cars and you know the characters. I, and then that's the thing I you know I forgot to mention is this one has three characters, so you can bounce between all three of these characters and where they're at in the locations and you know what their uh, you know their specialties are. I mean, Franklin was my favorite one because he had the driving that was ability. Great. Which was kind of the most useful. It I was, think. especially for driving, you know, driving like super fast on the freeway or wherever you're at. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, Grand Theft Auto has always been one of my favorite kind of open world games. It's one, probably one of my earliest open world experiences, even in the early. No. Days. Uh, I mean, maybe like, maybe like Mario, like the Mario games, but like. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. No, but I mean, like, you you didn't have like. Vice City or oh, sorry, that's that's what I meant. Uh, that's oh I, okay. That's what I meant is like gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the GTA series itself was like I I thought games. you meant five. I was like oh, wow, oh no, okay. No. Um, but yeah, I mean the they, late bloomer. They they took uh, a lot of care into yeah to really making it an even bigger world for people to kind of uh, mess in and yeah, I don't really play the online stuff uh, with GTA. But even that too is expanding on that is like it's qu- it's crazy. It's been going for eight years, and people yeah. are like, "Why isn't there a new? Why isn't there GTA 6? It's like because the online is still going and yeah, still getting updates, still cool. and it's thriving. Yeah. Um, um, so that just yeah. shows like the the quality and the 
mean, that's the purpose of what the game should be doing, is entertaining you and making you have fun, making you escape for a little bit. Um, yes. And it, did, it does that every time. And I, yeah, I was like laughing the other day with uh, Odalis because I was like, dude, I need to, I need to decompress. I think I need to play some GTA because. There you go. Because you know some games like yeah you got like Skyrim you got like a bunch of missions to do and it, it could be kind of daunting and like. You just want to plug in for a couple minutes yeah, and cause some like, mayhem and plug out. You know? Yeah. I do that with Call of Duty. Exactly. Um, like we were talking about yeah Call of Duty the other day like um, the other week like exactly that. And I think it does that so well. So yeah. that is my number one. And those are my five uh, for open world maps. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through, through mine. There's um, kind of crossover, but we're going to start with number five. Um, and I'm going to actually switch my four and five. Number five, I, you mentioned it, but I'm going to go with Spider-Man 2. Um, the movie game on PS2 because that was my actual, like, I like the web slinging. I like the feel of the new the PS4 games. Um, but Spider-Man 2, to my knowledge, is the only one where your right trigger and your left trigger would do um, oh, both the web swinging. The web so you could do yeah. a lot more creative type. Uh, it was much more customizable, I guess. Um, more more freeform and open, um, yeah. which I really, really dug. And uh, allowed you to do some really cool stuff around the city. Um, and at the time, you know, having, I, I think that was the first uh, open world superhero game. And, yeah. you know, to, so, you know, this is just a couple years or so after Grand Theft Auto comes out and you're like, you know, I think the whole time us nerds are playing Grand Theft Auto, like, yeah, but if only we could be like a superhero in this kind of open world thing. And then we got it and it was awesome. awesome. Um, the game is still so good. Um, but yeah, so Spider-Man 2 edges out the PS4 version for, for my money, but uh, it's still a really good game. Yeah. Number four, um, I'm going to go Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um, I didn't even think about that one. This game, this game is just a gorgeous piece of work. Um, gigantic map. I really love how, um, you know, certain sections of the map are really cold or really hot. So you have to change your outfit to accommodate for yeah. different types of situations or environments that you find yourself in. Um, you know, it really does feel like a whole world or country or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it still has that Zelda whimsy to it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's playful, but it's also like, oh shit, they're not fucking around. Like I got to play hard. You know what I mean? Like this is, um, it strikes that wonderful balance um, and it's just pretty to look at. Like it's really, really pretty to look at. Yeah, they got, um, they got the design of the, like the characters and the creatures and stuff. And then, yeah, even some of the bosses were really pretty crazy yeah. in that game, so. <laughs> I just think about like the, long stretches of grass and the blue sky with clouds i'm like it's a pretty game it's a very very pretty game um almost looks like watercolor um yeah 
And is, so. is there a second one they're making right now? It's yeah, it's supposed to be coming. I hope. I hope it was. Dang, good I game. Yeah, bust that one out again too, man. <laughs> Alicia stands by it. She's like, I think Breath of the Wild is probably the greatest video game ever made. Whoa. I'm like, that's 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 a lot. I don't know if I go that far, <laughs> but uh, it's up there. It's very good. Um, number three, I'm gonna go Red Dead Redemption. Two, just because the map is so much bigger there's so much more you can do um i think red dead redemption one is uh a more enjoyable play experience you know um there's situations where like if you're in your your hideout camp or whatever the game forces you to walk slowly you can't run yeah. and that's like there's a lot of situations like that where it's like and there's no fast travel um, and the map is gigantic. So everywhere you go, you have to literally go there. Um, and it's, it's frustrating in a way, but it's also very um, gratifying and very rewarding an experience yeah. because you do encounter so many different things on your way to other things. And, um, and if you don't, it's another game that is just gorgeous to look at and, um, and you, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> number two, another Rockstar game, uh, Grand Theft Auto Vice City. I can't talk enough about this game. You know, I love the 80s aesthetic with like the pink neon and the cars. And um, it's a map. I've been playing it again on the remastered edition. Oh, okay. Um, that's, yeah, one of Lisa's. Christmas presents for me was the remastered Grand Theft Auto trilogy. Um, and it's, it's impressive how big that map is for the, for PlayStation two, but small enough that I can still remember like each neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Um, and I didn't realize this watching like reviews of like the remastered editions. There weren't maps in those games. The, the game came with a physical map. That's right. But other than that, you couldn't, like put a make a marker and then a path and you would have to figure your way out and i think that's why i still know the map so well too is because i spent a lot of my childhood driving around and figuring it out but um but it is small enough that you know in each neighborhood feels distinct from from the others and um it's a wonderful game and it's an it's still a fun game to look at and it's bright and it's colorful which contrasts wonderfully with how violent and crude it can be at times. Um, yeah, yeah, Vice yeah, City. City. I gotta check out those remasters. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people were complaining a lot with, and I got it after the patch. Um, oh, I see, yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's a little wonky, but it feels like you're playing a game from three well, generations ago. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of what it is. Um, <laughs> Number one, I'm going to go with Arkham City as well. Um, Arkham Knight is a bigger map. There's more to do. But I think a lot of Arkham Knight, I can't tell where I am half the time. Everything kind of looks very identical, whereas in Arkham City, each neighborhood is distinct. And mm -hmm. you were talking earlier about there's being so much to see and so many hidden things. There's so many... Yes, riddles, but just Easter eggs of like, oh my God, there's a poster for the Flying Graysons. There's, um, 
maxi zeus's uh you know whatever uh high rise or whatever you know there's so much you know um and it's all done with so much care so much i remember a quote from the time the game came out um the game director or whatever was like we didn't try to make the biggest open world game but we tried to make the most detailed um and i think that comes through Mm-hmm. Um, I still think there's so much it's you know it's dark it's whatever blah 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 but it's there's enough variety um, where I don't feel that there is in in night um, yeah. okay but yeah and Sydney again so it's not the biggest but it's one of those games that is so distinct that you're able to travel around fairly easily um, it never feels overwhelmingly big you know um, so yeah it's great it's great Arkham City Arkham City Look at that. Yes. Round it off. There we go, baby. Good list, man. Good list. Thanks, I like want to play you too. video games now because honestly, yeah, I want to get into that world. I I thought I think I thought of this list because there's the I'm sure you've heard of this. I mean, it's probably the most popular game as at this moment is Elden Ring. Have you heard anything? I've been about hearing it? about it. I don't know anything about it. I've just been hearing the name. Yeah, it's. Uh, I heard it's. Uh, I, I never really played the. I think it's the Soul Caliber series, or not Soul Caliber. Um, mm. It's yeah, one of the. It's like part of the same creators of that series, but um, I heard it's uh, it, the the map and everything very, very detailed and and very um, immersive, and I think pushing kind of the boundaries of what we expect from like open worlds. So, nice. uh, but I, I, I don't, I can't, I can't afford a brand new game right now. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, uh, why I, it kind of inspired this list. Cause I was like, man, you know, I'm thinking about like all these different maps that we've played and, and a lot of these video games we've played over the years. And it's funny, we kind of gravitate yeah. towards some of the older generation games because, you know, our, uh, obviously because of our experiences with it and our, our time with the game. But um, they do make a lasting impression because it's just like, you know, if you have so much fun and you remember parts of the map and, you know, you kind of remember an experience you had or a a situation that happened, like, you know, that's I think that's what makes a good open world game and map is is those things that are placed there. You know, the the concept and design, all that stuff kind of adds up. Um, But yeah, good list, dude. Good list. Yeah, man. You too. You too. Shawnee, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear, sweet, lovely imaginary audience this week? Uh, not much. I, I, I should have saved the the whole thing with my uh, meeting up with my my professor, ex professor, uh, for share time. But um, yeah, quick shout out to Drew Waters. Um, you know, uh, thank you so much for for linking up, and we'll we'll link up again in the future. And um, what else? I think that's kind of it, dude. Nice. I don't got much on, on the docket. Just, uh, yeah, just trying to, um, I guess my brother's birthday passed from, from our previous episode. So, uh, you know. Happy birthday, Simon. Happy birthday, Simon. Part, uh, you know, one fourth of blind issues. And, uh, yeah, my brother is, uh, is uh, I think he turned 30 this year. So he's a, he's a 30-year-old now, man. So, holy crazy, shit right? holy <laughs> yeah wow that too um wow but best wishes to you simon um and you know, yes appreciate you if you listen to the show <laughs> so, um we love you si. we love you dude nice uh do you have anything to share this week dude yes so um 
I have kind of fallen out of listening to podcasts and things, but every once in a while I have to go into the office and um, I listen to a podcast on my way home. And I've been really into like history lately. Okay. There's a great podcast called History Unplugged. And um, usually this historian, um, Scott Roark, something like that, um, he has on different historians and usually they've just written a book. And so they'll discuss the topic from the book. Um, and he had historian Ben Wilson on and to talk about um, uh, the history of cities and um, okay. fascinated by this, um, you know, because the first city was formed 6,000 years ago, um, a rook or something like that. But anyway, I'm reading his book right now called Metropolis. Um, a history of the city, humankind's greatest invention. Um, so, yeah, I, he's kind of taking chunks of time periods where cities were flourishing, you know what I mean? Um, and we'll kind of zero in on a specific thing for Rome. It was the baths and how yeah. that kind of culture permeated for Baghdad. It was street food um, and how, you know, it's just it's really cool. Um, I, I love cities. I think, you know, when we were like in Paris, you know, you, you're walking around, you can feel the history. Yeah. Um, but that history is only so old. Um, when you think about it in comparison to these ancient cities that were sacked and destroyed and, um, it's incredible how many are still around that, you know, yeah, yeah. it's wild. Um, yeah so i'm you know yeah so i'm reading that right now it's really good highly recommend it um for any history nerds out there that are interested in learning about cities so cool. yeah i like that I, I like how you went you know like going off a podcast and then you know kind of you know finding the book you know the book that uh, the gentleman wrote you know i think that's really cool especially to dive deeper into that subject yeah we have a um library up the street so Elise gets books all the time so i was like hey can i get this one dude i kind of like a library card man <laughs> yeah i know might i gotta well, i gotta well check out some books uh you actually reminded me this is probably what i should have mentioned for um uh share time i have so i i have been and i listen to this podcast uh uh not weekly but every now and then when they do like a series but i've mentioned this podcast before on the show and it's called blank check and mm -hmm. with Griff, Griffith and David, um, and the uh, they're pretty much like the premise of the podcast. Uh, in short, is um, they kind of uh, each episode they pick a director that they kind of go through their kind of filmography, and the whole reason why Blank Check is the name of the uh, podcast is they it's pretty much like the passion projects or the. The projects that um, yeah. after the directors were able to do the you know their one movie, and now they are kind of uh, the reputation and and they're able to get like enough funding and money for their next project. Um, yeah, that's kind do of whatever the they want. Of it. So they just started uh, Sam Raimi on on there. Oh, cool! And they just uh, released the Evil Dead. Um, so they uh, nice. I just was listening on my way to work and and then kind of on my way back and. Uh, it's cool. I mean, they're they're kind of goofy, and they they some. I mean, sometimes they go kind of off track, but uh, for the most part, it's great because they do talk about um, one how they funded the film and like how they got there, 
and then you know what was happening during the filming and like kind of like little fun tidbits and like you know what was Sam Raimi doing you know what was this kind of you know his uh, you know uh, what was his yeah. actions and you know how he how he kind of brought himself about during the filming of the movie um, I mean I was laughing because as I got kind of closer to the end of the the podcast uh, they were mentioning like uh, the different releases they had you know like the DVDs and Blu-rays and you know, you know, VHS or whatever, and um, they mentioned the the version that you had with the Nep- Necronomicon, and it's like the, it's like literally the ne- the Book of the Dead, um, yeah, and it had like skin on. I mean, it looked like rubber skin and like all still got it, still got it, and they were laughing because they're like, you know, one of them I think owned it uh, on the show, and he's like, man, you know the material looked like it was made out of the actual prop material because after a while it deteriorates if you don't take care of it. Um, True. But I was laughing because I was like, man, I remember Joey still, you know, I know he still has that. And you yeah. know, it's, it's such a, uh, you know, an item, a collector's item, I think, for, for being a fan of the films and stuff. So um, so I can't wait till they, I think, I think they're doing this because, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Strange is coming out in like, yeah. Me or something. So they're kind of probably going through Sam Raimi's kind of filmography, and you know it's gonna be kind of cool because then they'll probably do it in order of like, well, so after he did all the Evil Dead movies, like how did that allow him to do like Spider Man or you know that kind of stuff? So um, yeah, yeah, blank blank check. Nice man. Check Very out. nice. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my hangover is returning with a vengeance. Oh, my fingertips I, are sweating. The coffee um, is working. It's like really hot in my room right now. And then this, this Ugh, camera's yeah. driving me nuts because I, I, I could see it like it's delayed by like five seconds. So let's yeah. let's wrap things up. Where where can we find you on the internet, sir? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Sean Day Music on my website seandaymusic.net. Net, net. Net, net, um, net. I released some music last Friday under the name Pillow Fight Music, um, but I go under the name Pillow Fight. I just couldn't get the the name, unfortunately. <laughs> on the other uh, streaming platforms, but um, I released a song called Love Letter. Check it out. It's there um, on my, I think I'm on Instagram if you find it. Um, what else? Uh, that's pretty much it. I, yeah, just kind of getting through this week and, you know, it's a lot of, st- fucking lot of stuff too. So, um, but yeah, find me. <laughs> uh, Joey, where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joey Prati and on my website, joeyprati.com. You can check out the show at Top 5 Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E 5 P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, Apple Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, and actually YouTube. So please give us a watch, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you... Uh, a lot of tickles in return. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. okay. that's new, and I like it. I applaud this. Um, until next time, I'm Joey Prodi. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks for listening.